What's up, peeps? We're back with this week's podcast edition of the AEW Insider. As always, I'm your host, Lee Bentz, and thank you so much for joining us. We got a pretty big show today. It's really not rehashing too much of what happened on SmackDown or Raw. I mean, it has a little bit of what happened, like big things, what have you, but a lot of it's wrestling news. So, you know, we love our wrestling gossip news, confirmed, not confirmed, rumors, what have you. Uh, definitely check out the YouTube channel. I put up the whole match of the Young Bucks vs. Private Party from High Intensity. Plus, I put the behind the scenes after the show went off the air and after the match went off the air when uh, Private Party and the Young Bucks said goodbye to the House of Glory because Young Bucks were the House of Glory's first champion and Private Party started there. Plus, Hangman Page came out and called out Jericho. It's all on the AEW Insider on YouTube. Plus, this week's movie and more video and wrestling video. So, I'm going to do this podcast tonight and then about Saturday, the wrestling video, Saturday to Sunday, the wrestling video will be online. It'll cover Impact Wrestling plus any other wrestling news that came out. And then you also get your movies and more Monday night. All right, so let's get remember, check us out on all social media. Please like, share, subscribe, show our brother some love, peeps. The AEW Insider one on Twitter and AEW Insider on Facebook and YouTube. All right, let's get to some AEW news. Now, in a big signing this week, he's one of my personal favorites. I got to see him live at April, uh, WrestleMania weekend this past April, but I've been watching him a long time before that. But on this week's Being the Elite, it did show that they did sign indie superstar Orange Cassidy. Now, people have mixed review. I mean, f- mixed feelings about this, what have you. But trust me, Orange Cassidy is awesome. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's like Joey Ryan. If you don't like Joey Ryan's not gimmick, but him bringing something different to wrestling, instead of it just being flat-out wrestling, then you might not like him. But everybody knows the best thing about wrestling, besides them showing their athleticism in the ring, is the stories. The story is what hooks you in. It's a male soap opera. So you gotta see Orange Cassidy. I can't even explain him or his gimmick. Run and check him out online. But that is a huge signing for AEW, and he's gonna be killing it on live TV, because his gimmick is great. Uh, this week's episode of Road to All Out, which is Cody Rhodes' channel, uh, it did feature the best friends, which is the tag team of Trent Beretta and Chucky e. T. Uh, and they're talking about their upcoming match with the Dark Order, because they have the first round match for the bye in a tag team tournament. I really like the Dark Order's gimmick, but the best friends are my peeps, so I hope the best friends win, but who knows. Uh, it also showed the footage I was talking about, a hangman page calling out uh, Jericho at High Intensity 8. Like I said, I have all of it from the crowd's point of view on our YouTube channel, so check it out. Uh, this week's episode of Being the Elite also highlighted behind the scenes of the Bucks going to and doing their meet and greet Friday night at High Intensity 8. Uh, tickets do go on sale tomorrow at 12 noon for AEW's second and live third TV tapings. The prices range from $20 to 35 50 75 and 90 dollars and then i think like the first front row seats or something like that are like 200 or a little more and you get to take the seat home uh those prices are without surcharge and taxes of course i literally had the money put aside plan on getting them tomorrow i might still get them but we gotta see i don't know because i hear that these things i just read an article saying the demand's up even more so i'm hoping i'm not going to get stuck in queue and i can't buy them and then i gotta go on ebay and pay double to triple the price like you have to do anymore because it's just a sham 
But definitely, definitely get online at noon Eastern time tomorrow to try getting your shot at AEW tickets. I'll see you there. Uh, it was announced that not only will the AEW Male Championship, because they have their belt, uh, Omega, and uh, not Omega, wait, uh, excuse me, Jericho and Hangman Page are fighting for it at All Out. Well, the first, whoever wins that, their first title defense of the belt will be at the third taping in Philadelphia. And it was also announced that the women's championship match will also be defended that night also. I hope we can get tickets. All right, on to WWE news. Sasha Banks made a big return last night. Excuse me, I said last night. I wrote this. Like I said, I write this throughout the week, so don't mind me. But she made a big return on Monday Night Raw. Uh, she came back as a heel. I feel this is where she shined. She came out and her hair looked really, really weird. I was telling my daughter that. And that's because it was a rib or a wig. She ripped it off. She usually has pink hair, but now it's blue. It looks awesome. She beat the piss out of Natalia. And then the man Becky Lynch came to the ring. They got into it for a while, but in the end, Sasha was left standing at one point outside the ring you can go back and check it out if you have the full episode becky was on the ground and sasha's sasha slapped her in the face yo she hit her so hard you heard the pop and then for a few minutes after becky was trying to return the receipt by giving her a bunch of stiff kicks if you didn't see it check it out because she cracked her ass uh, it has also been rumored that Seth Rollins will face an unknown appointment at next month's Clash of the Champions pay-per-view. So when I hear that, I'm hoping it's somebody, we, you know what I mean, who hasn't been there. Somebody who's been injured and is coming back, or an unknown signee, or something like that. But it has been said that Seth Rollins uh, will be facing an unknown opponent at Clash of the Champions. Uh, King of the Ring. King of the Ring is announced as being back, and I love it. I hope they don't cheese it, because the last couple of che King of the Rings, they cheese it out, and it doesn't doesn't mean anything. Back in the day, if you don't know, or even if you do, blah, 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 King of the Ring was the bomb. It was the original pretty much money in the bank. Not saying you had to climb up the ladder or get a contract, but if you won King of the Ring within the very near future, you were going to be WWE champion. And it happened to every single person who won King of the Ring besides, I believe, badass Billy Gunn, because he messed up behind the scenes. But the last couple of ones, it doesn't mean anything. So I'm hoping this one brings back to the prestige and the person gets a title shot and champion maybe one day uh, on Raw's side the contestants for the king of ring tournament are ricochet the miz cedric alexander drew mcintyre cesaro Sami Zayn, baron corbin and samoa joe and smackdown lives contestants for king of the ring are elias kevin owens chad gable andrade shelton benjamin buddy murphy Ali and Apollo Crews. Well, now they call him Apollo. My picks, I'm just saying this is a lot. I would definitely pick Drew McIntyre or Ricochet to win it. Um, I would like to see Elias or Chad Gable win it. I know WWE isn't ready to let Chad have it yet. Elias would definitely be awesome if they gave it to him. But I'd say, I don't even know why I didn't say the Miz. Okay, I said Drew McIntyre or Ricochet. So I'd say Drew or Elias, actually. Alicia Fox is on her self-destructive, uh, excuse me, self-sabotaging drunken ways again. She was sent home during SummerSlam weekend for being drunk and fighting with a fan. 
People there described her as a drunk mess, which is insane because a couple months ago she showed up to a taping drunk. Uh, Arn Anderson let her actually wrestle drunk, which is even more insane, and that's why he was let go from WWE. So Alicia Fox is just throwing her career away. I mean, you take things for granted. She literally was one of the original divas. They know once you get pregnant too many times or hit a certain age limit, you're out of there. WWE keeps her around, keeps her employed for years, and she keeps just spitting in her face. So you get what you deserve, gal. Uh, WWE is considered having having an Evolution 2.0. If you remember last year, they had the all-female pay-per-view. I think they should, since they pushed the women's revolution so hard, and they had the pay-per-view last year, and plus a female's headline WrestleMania this year, uh, and also there's talk of an all-female episode of SmackDown once they go to Fox. I mean, why not? There were a lot shittier pay-per-views last year than Evolution, if you ask me. Uh, WWE might not behind the, be behind The Fiend as much as they have been pushing him. On his entrance clip, because they released it on YouTube, they'll put clips of it because they want you to see it, want you to go by the pay-per-view. They showed his SummerSlam entrance, uh, what you call it, on YouTube, but they at first they didn't block it out, but then a little bit later they took it down, edited it, and they blocked it out. When The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, came out at SummerSlam, he had that awesome lantern I talked about on uh, the YouTube show. The lantern was literally a mold of his face, the real Bray Wyatt. It had the braids and all that. His eyelids were sewn shut and his mouth was open super wide because that's where the light shined out. That was the lantern. Uh, when they put it on WWE Network, they actually blocked that part out and took it out, which is insane. So every, I, I, like, I've never seen, it's just crazy. They always push these guys, push these, and then they want to bury them. But then it came out that WWE is fully behind him, which they should be. And then also, too, that they're going to have to show the lantern because that actually is going to be one of the best parts of his toy coming out. They are making his elite figure, and it's supposed to have that lantern. So we'll see what they do doing forward. And another note on The Fiend, I have never seen so much merchandise for a wrestler at one time being released. Bray Wyatt and The Fiend have tons of t-shirts, gloves, they have The Fiend masks, plus they have the legit hand puppets of the Firefly Funhouse crew. The rabbit, the pig, everything. They're a little pricey though, but they have them. Even the evil Vince McMahon one. So check it out on WWEShopZone.com, but it's crazy. I've never seen so much merch for one wrestler. And also, before I did the show, it was revealed, WWE 2K20. You know, if you pre-order a video game, you always get something special, whether it's a skin, a character, guns, what have you. If you do pre-order WWE 2K20, you do get The Fiend. Not Bray Wyatt, but The Fiend. So that's awesome. Uh, let me see. NXT Jordan Miles, an ex-New Japan star, I mean, he is ex-New Japan star, he actually fought Grimes for the winner at the breakout tournament. I apologize, because last show I said, I thought the last match they had was the finals of the breakout tournament, but it wasn't. They actually had it this week on NXT. Now, Jordan Miles is awesome. I see him li I seen him live, and I followed him in New Japan Joe's uh, Wrestling, but I hated, or it was, New, it was in our Ring of Honor, something like that, but I hate his gimmick. Anybody that high on life and smiles that matches happy makes me a bit weary. But in the ring, the guy's amazing. It was either New Japan or ROH, because I was at both of them, uh, what you call New Japan in April and ROH last year. I seen him at one of those, but they didn't use him right, so I'm glad that NXT is giving him a shot. Uh, he, he defeated Grimes, and he became the winner of the breakout tournament, and he was rewarded a contract by William Regal himself for a title shot at the, a shot at the NXT title in the future. 
Well, it has been reported that Matt Riddle and Goldberg had an awkward exchange backstage at SummerSlam. If you've been listening to this channel or you haven't been living under a rock, you know Matt Riddle's been talking serious smack on Goldberg, saying he's the worst wrestler ever, he'll kick his ass, blah, 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 what happened. So Goldberg seen him, I guess walked up to them, or they walked up to each other. Goldberg, this is what happened. Goldberg said, we've got some talking to do. Which Riddle replied, we can talk anytime. It was then that Riddle in a classic forum called Goldberg Bro, like he does with his gimmick. Which brought a reply from Goldberg saying, I'm not your bro. And then Goldberg said, alright bro. I mean, then Matt Riddle said, alright bro, take it easy. Then Goldberg said, I'll see you later. It was a pleasure meeting you. Bill Goldberg has that attitude generally. If people are dicks to him, in his word, he kills them with kindness. I do the same thing. I sell vacations. Literally, that's what I do to actually make money. And when people are rude to me, you just kill them with kindness because that pisses them off even more. You don't let them get to you and it works. So even though uh, Goldberg wanted to you know, grab him by his head and pop him like a pimple, he just said that. And then uh, Riddle said to him, the pleasure was all mine, bro. And Goldberg said, I'm not your bro. <laughs> Jeff Hardy teased a return on one of his beloved gimmicks. He was promoting some upcoming musical performances while he, he rehabs his busted knee. He looked to be doing well as he stood in his own two feet and he was stay, singing Stains It's Been a While. Then the screen did cut the black and suddenly Willow appeared and cackled before the video ended. Now if you followed the Hardy Boys or Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy when they were in Impact Wrestling, you know Matt Hardy does, uh, excuse me, Woken Matt, well Broken Matt, and Jeff Hardy was his brother who did Willow. Willow's like an evil, awesome character. So that is so kick-ass that he sees a Willow come back because Willow's dope. Alright, uh, some of the sources where we get our news from in print and on the line goes as follows. It is Wrestling Observer, PW Insider, Fightful.com, WrestleTalk, Cultaholic, Sean's View, Ringside News, Pro Wrestling Sheet, WWFOldSchool.com, Bodyslam.net, and Sam Roberts, just to name a few. All right, peeps, I still got a big show left. I got just as much info as I just gave to you right now, just all new different stuff. Uh, like I said, this is mostly good wrestling news. There really isn't that much coverage this week. I just want to try bring it to you guys. So we're going to pay some bills real quick. Definitely, please keep tuning in. We'll be back after the commercial with more New Japan news, some WWE news, what have you. And uh, we'll end this show because I got to start getting ready for your YouTube videos. Definitely check us out on all our social medias, AEW Insider. And we'll be back after this break. Ciao. All right, peeps, we're back for the second part of the show. It's the AEW Insider. Remember to show us some love on Twitter under the AEW Insider 1 and on YouTube and Facebook under the AEW Insider. Now, some more WWE news. As a surprise to me, just like a surprise when he returned, Dolph Ziggler's last match was supposed to be Monday night on Raw. He and Vince had a physical handshake deal that Dolph could go pursue other things again. He wants to keep his talent happy so they don't go to AEW like Moxley did. Uh, I was saying best of luck to show off what have you, but it has come to light that Vince McMahon did break his handshake deal and wants Dolph to stay on. So who knows? we got to stay tuned and see what happens. Uh, what you call it? Dolph was uh, advertised for a three-way event coming up, but they took him off. Now they're saying that he's going to stay. So who knows? And Dolph gets me too because he actually did interviews with Chris Van Vliet, and it's good they don't let you know everything they're doing, give you a little mystique, what have you. But he said he wasn't coming back too. Then after he came back, they 
they interviewed him and he said after two or three weeks of being gone, he was bored as heck and wanted to come back again. So who knows what he's going to do. Uh, NXT WWE had a huge in independent female star signing. Her name is Santana Garrett. She's been wrestling all over the independent world. She's real, real tall, like big, like Charlotte Flair, kind of. Uh, and she's really big on the indies. Fans have been wanting her to be in WWE for years. I'm telling you, Santana Garrett, Garrett versus Charlotte Flair has a big pay-per-view written all over it. It would be epic. So congratulations, Santana. and can't wait to see you on a big screen. I told you that Stone Cold was making his rounds on the media circuit like crazy last week, promoting his new show. He's continuing to do it again this week. He appeared on a YouTube show called Hot Ones. If you haven't watched Hot Ones, it's awesome. It's a hugely popular show. I'm a big fan of it myself. Anyway, it's a host. He sits there with the guest, and they sit across from each other on the table. In front of them, there are ten hot wings. Each hot wing has a different sauce. So, of course, the first one is very mild, and it goes all the way up to the hottest it could possibly be. So, as they're sitting there eating a hot wing one by one, the guy interviews them. He promotes whatever they're promoting, and he interviews them and gives a great interview and some history. So, you definitely got to check it out. Stone Cold did very good on it, and that shows all. Awesome. Everybody makes sure that they stop on Hot Wings anymore when they want to promote something. So check it out. Some of your favorite stars will definitely be on past episodes. Remember Hot Ones on YouTube. It also came to light that Buddy Murphy was not supposed to be involved at all in the whole Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, or Roman uh, storyline. It was just a case of being in the right place at the right time. He was just walking through the backstage area when that was being shot. Then the fans online, like the rabbit animals we all are, uh, paused the video, seen him there, and accused him of doing it. He's happy AF that it happened, and if you didn't watch SmackDown, you got to. He had an amazing match against Roman Reigns on SmackDown. People are saying it could be nominated for match of the year. That's how good it was. Roman literally knows Buddy Murphy's awesome, and he let him show off. He pretty much let him pull out almost his whole arsenal, and it was effing awesome. So I'm glad that Buddy Murphy got his time to shine. He went on Twitter himself and said, now the world knows who I am, which I thought was stupid because I think everybody knows who he is. I know I was. I've been a Buddy Murphy mark since he was a tag team in NXT. I knew he'd be a breakout star. Uh, but you know, WWE's probably going to give him a push, maybe for the the next couple of weeks or months and then they'll bury him again as always so definitely soak it up while you can buddy murphy get some good wins on tv and take that to sign a deal with somebody else when your contract's up uh, what you call it? Um, Eric Rowan and Daniel Bryan also had a confrontation with uh, Roman Reigns at the end of SmackDown, and they told them they know who did that to him, and they will reveal the attacker next week. Uh, before her SummerSlam match, we all heard, and I reported that Trish Stratus announced that she retired. It was her last match, and it was over. And now, since her match went so well, she says she wants to have one more match, of course. She didn't say it went so well, but she came out and actually was quoted saying she wants to have one more match. Now, you know she effed up big time like Goldberg did, and did with his match with The Undertaker. She wouldn't want to be having one more match. But then she did well. That match was good, but whenever she went to do one of her big moves, she did it very slow and carefully not to mess up, which worked, but you could see right through it. So, of course, now she wants to step foot in a squared circle again, and Vince McMahon, like a shark who smells blood in the water, for a big pay-per-view, he'll definitely have her back, and that'll be a nice another big payday for Trish. Just don't jump too ahead of yourself and screw yourself, Trish. Your last match could be your worst. 
WWE might have a name change in plans for one of their current superstars. Here's how the story goes. The future of Chad Gable might be obscured a bit. There was a promo they released after SmackDown with Shelton Benjamin talking about the King of the Ring. Chad Gable was standing next to him. He said, Hey Shelton, what's up? Shelton looked at him and said, Shorty, and walked away. Uh, excuse me, this website that I got this from, I forget what it is. I think it, I forget. I apologize. It's probably one of the ones I named. But they reported a couple weeks ago that WWE copyrighted the name Shorty G. G is in girl. Shorty G for a potential character. If Cable is going to be Shorty G, and that's where they're going with it, that's so awesome. People say they don't see much of an upward mobility in the future of his character, but I do. Uh, the person who wrote that article said that, and I will get it and give him props in the YouTube video. But what you call it, um, if that, that character could work actually friggin' awesome. People thought John, gimmick be, uh, John Cena being a rapper gimmick would suck. Chad Gable is amazing. That guy is a brick little shit house. He's an amazing wrestler in the ring. He wrestled for the Olympics. I don't think he won a gold medal, but he did. The guy is dope, but he just needs a good gimmick. So if they could pull this Shorty G off, Shorty Gable off, and he could be all crazy crazy, like rapping, being stupid, doing silly crap, but then back it up in the wing, ring, he's going to be huge. Look what R-Truth does with his 24-7 title. That shit works. Uh, TWM News took to Twitter stating that Rusev and Lana took a much-needed break from WWE and does not know what their next step is. Rusev himself did not take too kindly to that and replied on Twitter, Oh, I know what my next step is. So that means, you know, when his contract's up, he's going to go somewhere else like AEW, what have you. Another talent that WWE squandered. Do you remember Rusev and NXT, man? That guy was unstoppable effing powerhouse. He was amazing. And he still is. And like Zack Ryder, when Zack Ryder did E True Hollywood Story, and Long Island Story, and put himself over as the internet champ and all that, they buried him. Rusev put himself over with Rusev Day. People loved it. Look what they do to him. It makes no sense to me. So you know Rusev and Lana are going to be out. And he got his girl to come with him. Forget about it. And New Japan Wrestling news real quick. In New Japan Pro Wrestling, the wrestler Kenta. If you don't know who Kenta is, he used to be in WWE. He was on NXT and 205 Live. His name is Hideo Atami. You remember Atami from NXT. He got injured, came back, got injured, came back, didn't do anything for them, and he asked for his release because of his injuries, and he just couldn't cut the mustard in WWE. Well, he went back to New Japan. He used to be a big star over there. Well, he just turned on his dog, his boy, Shibata, and is now with my favorite clique of New Japan, which is the b -b 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 Bullet Club. That's right. Atami AJA Kenta turned on his boy Shibata and joined the Bullet Club. But you got to see it because Shibata came out to the ring. He cleared the ring. Yo, he beat the living piss. I mean the living piss out of Kenta in that ring for turning on him. It was friggin' awesome. So I'm hoping that Kenta can actually back it up because anybody goes to the Bullet Club becomes a star. No matter how big they get or if they stay or if they go, they're stars. I don't know. I've never liked Atami, so I don't know. I don't know. But in Japan, he's great. He hasn't impressed me since he came back. But Congratulations, bro.
Uh, there is an independent wrestling company called Underground Wrestling. It's based out of Washington State. It's owned by a nan man named Ron Van Hess. Well, he got into a Twitter or Facebook feud with a dis disgruntled fan. The disgruntled fan said he would not return to any of their future events. He'll go to different promoters, the guy's rivals. Well, Mr. Van Hess did not take too kindly to this, and he challenged the kid to a fight, and he told the kid that he would stab him, which is fucking insane. But more details will be released. We have to see what it says, what happens. Uh, even though it is not wrestling related, Dale Earnhardt, his wife, and his son, and two pilots were just involved about 2 o'clock this afternoon in a fiery plane crash. Uh, the, the witnesses say the plane took off from the runway right after it went right down, and boom, it's in fired, and everybody was taken to the hospital. From, from right now, from what I hear, the update, nobody's injured. Like, seriously? It's hard for me to believe, but he better think he's the lucky stars. Now he's on some Final Destination show time. It's crazy. Uh, also, a video today has been released by TMZ of ex-UFC champion Conor McGregor hitting an old man. He was in his hometown of Dublin, Ireland, inside a bar. I don't know what happened, because the video is silent, of course, it's on closed circuit TV, but Connor comes up to these guys, and he actually gets the bartender to give him shot glasses. He puts the shot glasses in front of everybody. I think they take a drink. I don't know what happened, but he sits there, and he kind of sneaks and punches this old dude who was 50-plus in the face from the side. So it's pretty crazy, but check that out. Uh, all the stuff that I talk about, like I always say, is posted on our Twitter and Facebook. Uh, my daughter and I will be attending Northeast Wrestling's Wrestling Under the Stars this Sunday. It is at PNC Field in Music, Pennsylvania. I hope to get some more good footage. Uh, we will be meeting Enzo Amore again. I'm going to try getting him to take a picture with the fuck Joey Janela sign I made. So definitely stay tuned for this podcast and our YouTube channel for coverage and footage of that event. Alright, peace. Well, that's it for this week's show of the podcast. Like I said, by Saturday at the latest Sunday, there will be another wrestling show with new news, coverage, what have you, on the YouTube channel. And then Monday night, there will be a new Movies and More YouTube video show. Please, like, share, subscribe, show some love. I'm not even sitting here telling us selling t-shirts yet or doing like a Patreon trying to get money out of you guys. But please, man, for me to even make money off of YouTube, I have to have at least 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 hours of watch time. People watch my videos all together for 4,000 hours in a 12-month period. So please, I don't ask for any money, nothing like that, but show some love. Like, share, subscribe, uh, spread the word. We're AEW1 on Twitter and AEW1. EW Inside on YouTube and Facebook. All right, I'll see you peeps on YouTube in a couple of days, and I'll be back next week with another amazing podcast. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benz, and thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of the AEW Insider. Ciao, peeps.